When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, how's it going? This is Matt here from Silver Fortune. So for the last couple weeks, honestly, the last couple months, you know, a big focus in the financial world has been the stock markets, or, or more accurately, how poorly the stock markets here in the United States have been performing. You know, I'm recording this video early morning uh, of December 18th. So, so coming up on the end of 2018 here. And, you know, depending on what index you're looking at, S&P, NASDAQ, Dow Jones, etc., you know, they're pretty close to the lowest levels they've been all year. I mean, that is, that's a big deal, right, that they've dropped this much in this, uh, you know, correction over the last uh, couple months now. And yet, you know, for as much importance as there is in the stock market, you know, I wonder if there's even more importance in, in basically what I'll be talking about today, and that's the corporate debt market. So obviously, I mean, the stock market is important. Uh, it, I think I, I continue to think that it's a big piece of, of the average uh, person's perception of the economy. You know, if the stock market's doing well, the economy must be must be doing well. Obviously, you know, those two things sometimes correlate, but it's very easy to, to pump up the stock market using various... Uh, actual policies as well as just language. You know, the Fed can say something. The president can say something, right? Just tweet something out and the stock market might go up you know, or go down. They can do things like QE or, or low interest rates to pump up the stock market and make it look like it's doing much better than it actually is. And, you know, to some extent, you can do that with the debt markets as well, but only for so long. And, and, and right now, you know, I think even if the stock market is is reflated, you know, going into the end of this year or January. Not that, that it will, but I'm just saying even if it is, um, I'm not so sure if that will happen with the bond markets. I'm not sure if the bond markets will will kind of buy into that. Uh, I should say overall just the corporate debt markets. You know, on this channel, I talk a lot about debt. I talk about how here in the United States, we're, we're saturated with debt. Of course, at the sovereign level, you see the national debt upwards of $21 trillion right now. It's a major problem. You see it at the consumer level. I talk about things like credit card debt, housing debt, auto loan debt, student loan debt, all of that. Obviously, a big problem. And then I talk about corporate debt. And I say, corporate debt is really high. Or maybe I give some some numbers occasionally. But but usually, that's about as far as I go. And, and honestly... Uh, I should go further than that. I should have in the past. Oftentimes, it's just that I haven't found this information. I haven't, you know, because the fact of the matter is that the, 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 the corporate debt market is a little bit more complicated than just saying corporations are in debt, okay? It's even more co complicated than just saying something like corporate bond markets, right? Because there can be things like leveraged loans, uh, collateralized loans. Um, there can be various other, you know, debt tools that, that corporations can use to, to fund their operations, fund buyouts, etc., other than just bonds, okay? But bonds are a big part of what we'll be talking about today. We'll also be talking about loans, collateralized loans, buyouts, uh, where, where do they get these fundings, and why I think, you know, as this article says right here from Mike Shedlock, uh, credit spreads are signaling recession. Credit spreads, uh, downgrading, uh, a lot of various other just slowdowns. And honestly, the big 
another big takeaway from this is just how prone the debt markets are to lack of liquidity. Like you, you don't quite see that in the stock market right now. Like there are days where liquidity can be very low and, and you can see big drops or you know big moves up or whatever. But in the debt markets, a lack of liquidity, I think, could be a big part of what ultimately uh, kills the, the the debt markets. Uh, I don't. That's not a very accurate term, but you know, that's going to be what contributes to uh, the the downturn of a lot of these corporations, downturn of the economy, because you know that our economy runs on debt. We need more and more debt creation in order to fuel growth. If for whatever reason the markets freeze up, if there's just that lack of liquidity, nobody's willing to lend, nobody's willing to buy these bonds, etc. Except at you know very high yields or something like that, uh, that's that's going to lead to a freezing up in the economy because we need the debt, including at the corporate sector. All right, so let's get into this. That's enough talking. Uh, downgrades right here is in this chart right here. And I apologize for those of you that are listening through podcasts, but but I will uh, do my best to kind of uh, explain exactly what's going on here. So basically. We're looking at a chart here for credit downgrades from A grade into triple B territory. Okay, so basically this these are our scales that are used by by the various rating agencies, you know, Standard and Poor's, Moody's, um, I think Fitch is the other one. I I don't I'm not a debt guy in the sense that I keep track of all these rating agencies, but they rate debt, you know, based on on a what they see as the likelihood of a corporation or a, a, a country to default on debt. So so A is pretty good. And technically, actually, triple B here is still what you consider investment grade. You know, it's not until it drops below that double B or B before we're talking about what you'd call junk bonds. That's, that's uh, higher yield, a little bit riskier uh, bonds in the bond market. So what we're seeing right here is massive amount of downgrades from A into triple B territory. Now this causes a couple problems. Okay, first of all, why is this happening right now? Well, you know, back in 2015, as it says, let's see here, commodity-related fallen angels. You know, back in 2015, a big part of this right here was very low oil prices. Very low oil prices headed into the end of 2015. That was a big part of these downgrades. Now, headed into 2008, end of 2018, to some extent, that could be playing a role. Because oil prices are fairly low right now compared to where they were uh, you know, a month ago, two months ago. Uh, right now, WTI is trading around $50. Brent is around $60. But it's certainly not the primary cause for this, I would say. You know, I'd say the major causes for this would be rising interest rates overall, a slowing of the economy, uh, things of that nature, uh, and overall a reduced appetite for, for risk, uh, for risky debt uh, in these markets, uh, and, and others that, that might be we might be going to, to later in this video, uh, maybe just poorer financials for a lot of these companies. Right, but it's a big deal, okay? Because we're shifting what is it, 176 billion dollars worth of corporate bonds from one category to the next, and that can be that can test that liquidity that I was talking about earlier, okay? Because what you have in a lot of these debt markets, I mean, who buys corporate debt? Essentially, you have uh, you you have uh, some speculative traders, you know, hedge funds and 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 the like. Uh, you have uh, maybe 
I don't know how much mutual funds move into corporate debt. I know they buy lots of stocks. I don't know how much they buy of corporate debt. Um, and then you have things like uh, pension funds uh, and maybe some other funds similar to that retirement accounts of that nature. But uh, you know, with something like a pension fund, which do buy a large amount of debt at, at the corporate level and especially at the government level, they are mandated to kind of fit, fit a, a, a set amount of, of rules to, to limit their exposure to, to certain markets. So for example, uh, you know, a given pension might say, you know, you have to, you know, on a, on a week-to-week basis, day-to-day sometimes, or month-to-month, you have to keep uh, you know, X percent of your assets in stocks, in government bonds, corporate bonds, cash, etc. Okay, and so what this means is is you have a, a ton of 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 entities out there that have a mandated amount that they need to keep in a given uh, uh, grade of bond, and now all of a sudden uh, you have one hundred seventy six billion dollars worth being shifted from one category to the next. Okay, so who's going to pick up all of these extra bonds in the triple B category? Basically, you, you, you have a, a, not a fixed amount of demand, but you have a mandated amount of demand. And all of a sudden, you have a ton of extra demand in that category, right? And, and you know, what happens when these triple B bonds get downgraded to double or single B or into to, you know, triple C, you know, more and more risky forms of debt? You know, who's going to pick up that? I mean, think about it. Uh, a lot of those funds I was just talking about like to pay, play it relatively safe. And so what happens with these triple B bonds, you know, if that triple B category probably increased significantly because of, of these downgrades, what happens when those get shifted to junk bonds? Who's going to pick those up? Because you're not going to have, you know, you might have some fun, some funds out there that are, are kind of picking up the slack here, right? Maybe they don't care. A to, to triple B, they, they don't discriminate tons. Or maybe more accurately, you have some, that have so much in A and some that have so much in, in triple B. Well, when all that gets shifted, you know, it's not a huge deal. It's still what you consider investment grade, maybe a higher yield, but not a huge deal. But all of a sudden, if you move to junk bond territory, who's going to pick that up? You have a lack of liquidity and, and it's going to cause issues. In fact, you know, if we go here uh, to this article over here, again, from Zero Hedge, talking about, here is, where is it? Uh, these two banks, uh, who is it? Wells Fargo and Barclays, some major banks that we're talking about here. They have $415 million leverage loans that that they kind of executed recently as, as part of, uh, what was it? To help finance Blackstone's buyout of Altera drilling technologies. And so basically they said, all right, we'll help you finance this deal. They needed it done by the end of the year. So they wanted to get done with it. Okay. So, so now they have all this debt on their balance sheet, and basically they're not bringing it to market because they're not going to get a good enough price in their eyes. There's just not buyers out there, and that's what I'm talking about, like this lack of liquidity that we're experiencing right now and, and the danger that poses. And so what it means is you have Barclays and you have Wells Fargo, and they have roughly 415, or I don't know the exact amount, maybe some got sold, $415 million of, of corporate debt that they would like to sell off to investors, to funds, etc., and they can't, at, at least at prices that they'd like. And so instead, they're just going to sit with it on their balance sheet and and, and hope that maybe next year in, in January or, or February, they can get a better price on these on these uh, bonds. Now, 
or, or these is on this load. But what happens if they don't? Like, what happens if the price falls further? I mean, that's going to further damage their finances. Now, $415 million to, to these two banks is not a huge deal. I'm not saying this is going to collapse them. But I think this is the beginning of a trend. This is the beginning of a deeper trend in uh, the the bond markets, in the corporate debt markets, this lack of liquidity. Now, it's not just uh, this downgrades. You know, there's, there's many, many layers to this. Uh, let's see what else we have down here. Again, this is a very similar chart talking about um, right here. So this is really interesting as well. This is a uh, chart showing high yield uh, debt interest rates, basically. Or sorry, U.S. junk uh, bond spreads. Okay, yeah. So this isn't just interest rates. I apologize. This is the spread between, and it doesn't quite say, you know, that, that would be helpful. I don't know if this is a spread for between 10 years and, uh, and, and junk bonds or, or LIBOR or what. But basically what this is, is the spread between uh, junk bonds and a safer you know, interest rate, a safer form of debt. It doesn't really matter too much in this case, whether we're talking about U.S. 10 years or if we're talking about um, the U.S. three-month LIBOR rate. Or something like that, uh, but basically, what it shows is that they are spreading that they're blowing out. These spreads are blowing out. They're moving to a higher and higher level, meaning that they're riskier and riskier compared to other forms of debt. In fact, you can you can see it a little bit better in this other chart down here. Where are we looking here? Uh, right here. Um, this is a pretty decent way of looking at it as well. So you have three lines here, uh, and and this one's nice because it goes so far back. This is actually from the Fed. Uh, so you have the, uh, this is up at the top, you have high yield debt. Uh, in the red line here, you have triple B. And then and this yellowish gray line here is triple A. Okay, And this is basically the, the, the interest rate, the effective yield that you're looking at on these bonds. And so naturally, the riskier you get, the higher yield you get. But what we're seeing right now is kind of a blowout in spreads, not only from, from AAA and B, but also AAA and the high yield, the junk bond debt. Now, this this chart also, as, as this article kind of notes, puts things in perspective. Look at where we're at now compared to where we were in 2015 with the oil uh, the low oil prices, as well as where we are compared to 2008, compared to 2001, 2002, kind of that time period. Things aren't terrible yet. Things aren't falling apart. The sky isn't falling yet. As I say, this is not capitulation, maybe compared to a year ago, a couple months ago, but it's compared to 2008, compared to other, even the oil, the low oil prices, it's not the end of the world yet. But if it continues, this is absolutely something to keep an eye on uh, because this is going to uh, be a big part of what really freezes up, I think, uh, corporate growth, uh, economic growth to some extent because we know that not only the investments are important, uh, investments in, in corporations to, to I guess, improve their business, You know whether it's in, in new equipment, new facilities, new uh, personnel, but also just the fact that more and more debt in the first place is, is kind of what has driven our economic growth for a long time. Now, if you have all of a sudden these debt markets freezing up, that's going to uh, that's going to cause a major hit to our economy. You know that debt will have to come from somewhere else, at the corporate or the sovereign level, or else it's it's 
you know, it's kind of game over for the economy. So, you know, I see this as very interesting, something to keep an eye on. Um, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we see uh, more of this in the future, especially as you see, I think some co- corporations uh, really move into distressed territory. You know, as you see some, you know, previously, I'm not, I'm not necessarily talking about like huge names out there yet. Uh, you know, if GM or, or even GE, uh, which is in major trouble, I'm not even talking about them going into bankruptcy. But but let's say you know with these low oil prices, what happens if you start to see some some uh, oil companies uh, move into kind of distressed territory where where you're becoming less and less certain that they can pay their bills essentially, make the payments on their debt. You know, I think that can spread to the broader uh, corporate debt sector and, and cause some damage there. Um, that combined with with an overall slowdown, a drop in the stock of many of many of these these uh, many of these uh, corporations and whatnot, you know, things of that nature. Uh, it'll be very interesting to watch in the future, I guess, uh, what's going on in the corporate debt sector. Let's see if there's any else anything else in here. Uh, this is another interesting thing. Uh, the junk bond market, whether in loans or bonds, has frozen up. Uh, this is from Financial Times. U.S. credit markets have ground to a halt with fund managers refusing to fund buyouts and investors, shutting high-yield bond sales as rising interest rates and market volatility weighs on sentiment. So basically, you have it for like a, a long time now. So this is collateralized loans outstanding. So basically, I would assume the new collateralized loans because it's not like we've just gotten rid of all of them, I guess. But basically, in December thus far, you're just not seeing it take place. Like they're just not being funded. For whatever reason, um, well, and, and we kind of know some of the reasons, right? Fear, uh, 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 not uh, just a reduced appetite for risk, and and already just a lot of people expecting a, a slowdown in the economy. Um, part of this could be just that the bond markets or, or the debt markets, I should say, are kind of reflecting the the uh, what's going on in the stock market as well. But the fact that none have been, you know. Funded. None have occurred thus far in 2018 is huge. I mean, that's. It'll be, again, interesting to see where this goes. Now, it shows one, and maybe it is one. I don't know exactly if it's actually zero on this month, but very interesting. Um, here's from uh, uh, Jenny Montgomery Scott from. Uh, oh, sorry, Guy Labas. Guy Labas at. A strategist at Jenny Montgomery Scott. Uh, this is clearly more than year end jitters, what we're seeing right now. What we're seeing now is pretty typical for end of credit cycle behavior. So again, you know, here we go. That's uh, pretty similar to the chart we already saw. But again, um, increasing spreads and and it's not just rising rates, but it's the rising spreads that that are something to keep an eye on. So, you know, I hope this has been somewhat educational for you. Um, by no means by an expert, uh, you know, as this as these as this video shows, an expert on on corporate debt on corporate bonds and, and certainly the entire sector. So it's something I need a lot of education on, but I think this is absolutely something worth educating you guys on to some extent, something worth uh, me investigating more in the future, something to keep an eye on. So I hope you enjoyed this video. Uh, as always, if you want to help out my channel, the number one thing you can do, you've already done, and that is watch this video. So thank you guys from the bottom of my heart for watching this video, and God bless.